the first ever episode of the Slough's Finest podcast. I am your host, Max Roscoe, and today I'm joined by Slough fan Marco. Hello, Marco. Hello, Max. How are you doing? Mate, I am doing very well. Before we get into this podcast, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, turn it red to grey. And if you can, whilst you're down there, please hit a like on this video. If we can get 10 likes, it'll be absolutely amazing. And if you're watching on Spotify or any podcast app, thank you for watching. We hope you will follow us on that as well. And just before, one little note, we'd like to thank our sponsor for 2021, Mark's Motor Magic. You can find them at facebook.com forward slash Mark's Motor Magic. So, Marco, let's move right on to the podcast. Um, so, obviously, Slough have not started the season the best. Um, we've done it last season as well. Um but before we talk about this season, we'll talk about the playoffs. Um, and obviously, we lost 3-0 to Dartford. So, do you want to give us your thoughts on that? Yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a humbling defeat, wasn't it, back in the uh, back in the summer? Um, I think most of us thought we'd at least maybe keep it to, to maybe one one or two goals. But yeah, certainly to be humbled um, in the second half like we were, it was a little bit uh, disappointing. But, um, you know, it's a tremendous effort from the... Uh, from the whole sort of club to to get the game going in the first place, I thought yeah, with the fundraiser and everything. So it was uh, it was good to have the game played at all. Um, I myself helped out a little bit as well, um, putting all the sort of COVID precautions uh, in the ground. So you know, I did my little bit, but you know, Aid and all the rest of the team there did a tremendous job to get that game going. It was a shame we couldn't live on the pitch in the end. Yeah, as you just said, all Slough fans and Slough board and management committee um, all helped out. Yeah. I think I saw your flag behind the goal. My flag was behind the goal. Um, so by the like, obviously it's behind closed doors due to Corona. But like in a way, we were there in spirit, where we would stand. Our flags were there. So obviously, I know I, I watched it in the wheat sheaf. Obviously, you could see my emotion in my vlog. Um, I don't know where you watched it, Marco. Yeah, I watched it at home. Yeah, yeah. So again, yeah, it wasn't the same. Obviously, we'd all love to be in Arbor Park, and I'm sure we'd, we'd have got that ground rocking. Uh, with all the terraces packed up, but yeah, it was an awful shame. But you know, I, I, I think in retrospect, maybe it was a bit too soon. Um, Looking at the quality of Hartford, they were, you know, you know like they're a tremendous side. A lot of them full time as well. So, you know, yeah. that squad depth is obviously they've got a squad squad of about twenty two. We can't really match with that with our sort of finances. So naturally, we're going to struggle from the get go. But yeah, yeah, I know I where you just talk- Yeah. Um. So I know where you just talk about finances. Um. Obviously, let fans in was a big. Big, 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 big movement um, during like the end of the not really end, but during when COVID had its we should say dip. Um, so pretty much what happened was there was a worldwide pandemic, and they closed all football grounds, which was obviously respectful due to what was going on in the world. And then it got to a point where theatres were opening, like gyms were opening, and the football wasn't mm. opening. So. Me, Dorking Wanderers, and another loads and loads of clubs, and then they got backed by the EFL. They finally said, "We'll do this movement." Hashtag let fans in. It went to Parliament, and guess what? They done it. They let fans in. Um, it's only been going like a week, but to be honest, um, there's fans in. Obviously, Slough in Tier Three. We don't know if they're going to be coming out. Um, and then London and Essex stuff like that are looking to be going into Tier Three. Um, 
when they announced the new tiers. But let's just talk about the money. Obviously, the National Lottery are pumping in some money mm. for some funding. Um, but do you feel, like, scared about the future of our football club financially? I do a little bit, to be honest. And speaking with some, um, some people close to the club, you know, it is quite a, it is quite a sensitive subject to the minute. You know, we, we don't know when our finances are going to become normal again. It could be, could be another year at least before things properly stabilise for us if we get the fans back. You know, because we're, we're on the back foot, like I say, all the tears. You know, other clubs are already starting to have some fans back and, and they're getting some good home home attendances, but we can't obviously do that. And I don't see that situation changing for the next month or so. So, you know, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tough winter period for us to get through. Um, but Slough's got through far worse as a club and I'm sure we'll come out of it uh, on the other side as, 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 as a club still playing... Um, some good competitive football, so hopefully that's what that's what we end up doing. BL, like you say, uh, it's going to be it's going to be a tough one to to get through all the other clubs. But luckily, we've got the national lottery, as you mentioned, helping out, and yeah, that will help. Yeah, and obviously, you said pre-playoffs, um, the club had to do a fundraiser to actually get enough money to compete in the playoffs. Which at that point, you you have to be asking the national league questions, sort of, and going like. You're you have to you're making these clubs pay for money, and I know who was it Bakes Nunders. One of them said we would have benefited more if the game was away. So yeah, exactly. Apparently, the club. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say much into detail. I like obviously the club have come out and said they've from they they invested how much into the playoffs, and then they've only got they got like I can't remember the actual amount, but they only got a certain amount back. And it, was, and it was obviously a loss. Um, but, yeah, financial times is really hard for these non-league football clubs. I, do you it think, is. Yeah, so do you, like, as you can saw today, I'm wearing the new goalkeeper top. Um, um, and as there was a club shop open today, I think, Marco, you went as well? I did indeed. I did indeed, yeah. Um, what did you buy, Marco? I got some new posters and I got some... Uh, face masks and a little look at the programs but I actually had all the programs already there so yeah it's got some little bits and bobs but it was good to see some familiar faces and yeah help out the pub a little bit as well during this sort of time so yeah it's good yeah so obviously I bought this shirt Marco bought his bits and bobs from the um, the club shop and it's, it's great seeing that because the club is really on we're not getting much money through the stream and that's another thing I think most Slough fans like before as you were saying um it was like, like um, there wasn't many, um, I think, was it against Warsaw in the FA Cup? I think it was. Um, I just remember yeah. I was watching the YouTube videos. I was probably, I wasn't even alive, I don't think. Um, and they were just chanting, all we want is a stadium in Slough. And now Slough Borough Council have exactly. built Arbor Park. We've got we've got our own stadium. And we that was probably the worst time of the football club, including losing Wexham Park. We still survived. We're still here. We still mm. serve with honour. Um, I'm old enough to remember those days, and um, yeah, I'm 22 myself, so yeah, I'm old enough to remember um, just about Wrexham Park, and then and then and then I moved to uh, to Windsor um, when yeah. we were basically homeless, and yeah, they they were not they were not good times for the club. They were you know, we, we we were getting battered a lot of the weeks, you know, uh, by teams. I remember the defeat was at AFC Wimbledon. It was around eight nine nil. Yeah. It was yeah. It was it, it was a tough time. <laughs> yeah, I think. I know a Slough fan, um, and he actually says Slough played Wickham in the FA Cup. And if you don't know, in the olden days, 
Wickham and Slough were in, obviously in the same league and it was a big rivalry. And when I got up to, I know a few Wickham fans go like, yeah, weird rivals. They go like, ooh, Slough, ooh, Slough. But then if you look into the history, like, we beat Wickham. Um, yeah. So we, I don't know when the FA Cup game was, but there was an FA Cup game at um, Wickham's old ground or Adams Park. And he said he weren't allowed in. Was there any games that at Slough you weren't allowed in for for being like naughty or whatever? Oh no, no. Um, I, I think I was about five, so I don't know if I was <laughs> up to any sort of naughty business then. But um, no, no. Um, I certainly remember big crowds though. I remember, I remember Mansfield in, uh, when we were at Beaconsfield. That was a massive game. Uh, Twenty twelve, we played them. That was a kind of one thousand five hundred odd. Yeah. Uh, Brian McDermott was there. I remember meeting him. He's been on. Um, uh, some podcasts as well with uh, Aid. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, there's been some massive crowds. I mean, just like you said, like Warsaw was a massive one, um, and the fans, you know, again just chanting for home, uh, home in Slough. You know, it was a very simple wish that we had, you know. Um, but yeah, times are different now. And, you know, we're lucky to have our, our, our nice new facility, and you know, things things are on the up. Hopefully, we get through this tough you know, Corona period, and we should hopefully be a bit stronger for it. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, hopefully we come out even stronger and better. And as always, Slough will serve with honour, um, whatever it may be. Um, but let's move on to the squad review. And just before we go on to this squad review, obviously in 2018, I believe, one big, massive part of the Slough FC squad sadly passed away, Super Kev. Um, we still sing his name loud and proud on the terraces. But obviously that gave an impact to the club. Obviously, fighting for promotion. Uh, we got promotion that season at Kings Lynn. Um, so, do you feel, sadly, the death of Super Kev um, made the players push on and get promoted for him? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I, I remember seeing Kev around style as long as long as I've known most of my family. You know, yeah. his face, his face is a constant among that, and and you know, the term part of the furniture is thrown about a lot in the, in, you know, in the world. And but he, he was definitely part of the furniture of the club and. Pretty much was it, you know. He, he represented all that was great about Slough, and you know he he, he, he always would he will, always will be sorely missed around, you know. And and yeah, and yeah, I think he did. I think I think galvanised whole sort of squad. And you know, like I was lucky enough as as, as, as you were to be at that game, and you know, it was a tremendous day out for everyone in the sunshine, um, and won't be forgotten. We were absolutely superb that day, and we thoroughly deserved it. And you know, the whole season we were we were. Front to back, we were we were absolutely brilliant, and I'm pleased to say that half that squad is still you know still together and 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 doing their best for us now. So yeah, that's a real positive. Yeah, uh, and just before we obviously head into the 2021 squad review, um, Slough rely quite a lot on the FA Cup. Um, obviously, we bounced out for the Bath this year, got two unlucky draws. Obviously, we've got Dartford, beat them with a penalty in the last minute. Then we got given Bath, which I don't. I, I always think any FA Cup draw, even if it's the extra extra preliminary round, it should be broadcast somewhere live on Twitter or YouTube, because mm. I I don't know why, but there was loads of games. If you look last year, there was only one or two games where teams from the National League South or National North played each other, but this year there was yeah. there was a hell of a lot more, and it was like just, we don't want the fans yeah, in. Um, I have a strange feeling that that, that that might have been the reason why they did it. Um, it, it, it would have made it a lot less complicated with, you know, 
uh, fans from lower tiers being able to come up um, and, and, and you know, go to big grounds. I remember there was a case at Dulwich where the Dulwich fans couldn't attend, but the home, home fans could, and it was just a bit ridiculous. They had to explain why, and the FA Cup game, and especially at that time, it wasn't really understood. Um, and you know, they had to explicitly say, look, if you're a Dulwich fan, don't attend, don't do this, blah, 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 even though the home team probably only get crowds of 50 to 100 on a normal day. So, you know, it, it's quite it's quite a strange situation in the FA Cup. And hopefully next season it won't be the same because the FA Cup for me is all about the fans. It's all about the excitement, as you know. Yeah. Playing teams from slightly above your level and, you know, pitching yourself up against, you know, the best around you. And that's and, and that's what it's all about. And about fans, to me, it's, it's, it's got very little charm about it, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. As I agree, um, fans are everything it makes it, it makes the magic of the fa cup obviously last season we had flackwell heath then we went to chippenham ryan bird birdie is flying he scores in the last minute we all go nuts i think there's a picture of all of us surrounding ryan bird and that sums up for me what the fa cup is all about and we looked down and out in that game yeah. you know um completely up against it you know you know, you know chippenham played well and slough always you know never Never die sort of attitude last minute and absolutely superb scenes and it, it, it was a shame we couldn't get through that in the replay but you know we'll always we'll always have good FA Cup campaigns I'm sure as long as they still stay around in this squad we'll have a few more good cup runs so yeah, yeah forward to them yeah we've had a good few cup runs the last couple of years obviously we had um, Gainsborough and um, who was it Rochdale Rochdale and BT Sport on the Monday <laughs> night then we had um, Sutton and Gillingham um, what I reckon. How much do you reckon that game felt for the club? If they win, they get £22,000. If they lose, they get half of it. Like, I think you're playing for pretty much extra survival of your football club just by winning yeah. 90 minutes of a football match and, if needed, yeah. extra time and penalties. Obviously, we saw that against Sutton. So, winning that penalty shootout, George Wells putting in that penalty might have survived mm. Slough for, the, for another year if, if we got into those times. Yeah. So... That is the yeah, magic sure. of the FA Cup, and let's move on to the squad review. So we'll start in our keepers. So we'll start with Jack Turner. How do you think he's doing? Um, brilliant so far, actually. Um, I thought it was a little bit questionable um, starting off in the season, made a few sort of errors, but um, his recent performance against Haven was brilliant. He looks back to his best, and um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do for the rest of it. He made some top saves, and he's looking proper confident again. Uh, and yeah, yeah, really, really, really excited to see what see what he can do, and hopefully take that form into the next one. It was a clean sheet, obviously, and we those have been a bit hard to come by so far season. So hopefully there could be more to come. Yeah, and now we'll move on to um, the defenders. We'll do two in one here: Guy Hollis and Mark Nisiet, both being out for a long time. How do you feel? Mm. Do you reckon they'll come back stronger? Uh, yeah, Guy looked really good against Tavern. Um, sort of. Fitness looks um, right back at it. Obviously, he's got his famous long throw that he's quite good at as well. So, yeah, yeah he'll be a definite uh, he'll be a definite first team, uh, one of the first pe- people on the team sheet for me at the back. He's, he's brilliant. Um, and as for Nisbet, it's the same, obviously, with his uh, condition. Um, but I did notice he's taking more of a sort of coaching role now at the pub, so that's quite good. Because we need, we need those sort of experienced heads in the, um, in the team to properly kind of... Uh, Showing some of the younger lads that we've got coming through from our academy system, you know how it's all done, and yes, it will set the example. So that's really good news. Yeah, and then we've got um, our wing backs, um, Louis Lomaz from Norwich, and obviously 
Josh Jackman the smartest man in football? He definitely is the smartest man in football. I actually thought Ed really became um, midweek as well. Uh, very sort of uh, pioneering, always sort of coming forward, bringing that ball and making sure, uh, you know, creating that sort of spark uh, deep from the defence. So, yeah, that was really promising. Um, and again, you know, um, um, I sort of touched upon George Wells leaving as well. That was obviously a bit of a shame with his uh, experience and, 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 and sort of youthfulness at the same time. He sort of brought that energy yeah. um, um, and a sort of attacking knowledge uh, um, 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 to our team. And yeah, yeah certainly I would miss. But I think Louis Lomas has, uh, has filled his boots quite well. Um, exciting to see what he can do. I know, and obviously he's a little bit younger. But um, yeah, he's full of energy and hopefully he can have a good... Um, a good rest of the season so far. So far, so good. Yeah, and then we've got um, then we got Sam Togwell, and we might as well do his brother Lee Togwell in that as well. Mm, yeah, um, I think Sam's. Uh, you know, like speaking with Aiden and a few others, I think you know there's been a few, it's been a few sort of moments where he's, where he's been caught out. Um, but um, certainly, you know, his experience can't be uh, can't be understated. You know, he's he's been there and done that. At, you know, completely League One. So yeah, his experience will always be welcome at this level. Um, and hopefully, again, you know, um, you know, as we press on the season, get more confidence. You know, those little individual errors grind out. As for Lee, I think he's been, as always, you know, so dependable. Um, season after season, he just turns up, and yeah, he's brilliant. I can't, yeah, I can't say, can't say anything about Lee. He's great. Yeah, I think that is. Oh, Ryan Bird. Um, we'll just talk about Ryan Bird. Yeah, um, Ryan Bird. Um, again, you know, lovely chap as well. Um, within the squad and. And, and certainly, I know he's a good sort of team player. Um, and for me, he's trying to figure out where where he plays at this minute in time. Um, I know, um, I know, in recent games he's actually deployed as a target man striker, so he's kind of could obviously brought him as a striker, morphed into defence. Now he's been brought forward. Um, and actually, he could be quite useful in attack now um, for us. I think he's been quite a lot of headers in recent games, and that might have settled down, you know, you know, you know like the rest of the team and 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 sort of straight up the midfield as well by winning those headers and getting second balls. So hopefully, you know, maybe maybe that could be uh, um, a way forward. You know, we might get a few more draws and wins that way. I don't know. You know, uh, that's the base and just to figure out over the next com- coming weeks. But yeah, he looks, he's starting to look a bit more, um, yeah, yeah, a bit more sort of settled in the squad. Yeah, I hope I haven't missed out any defenders, but we'll now move on to the midfield and we'll start off with, um, we'll start off with Aaron Cole, Matt Lynch and Cameron McGlick and we'll go for Jack McKnight as well. Yeah, um, I think we'll see, yeah, yeah, I think Aaron Cole's a great place to start. Um, I personally really like him. I think he's very exciting. You, you, know, you can tell that he's coming from this uh, certain like good, look, good professional level from um, from Reading, and, that, and, that, and that's clear in his in his way that he sees the game. He's very exciting. It reminds me a lot of Scott Davies, the way he sort of knocks the ball about. Definitely got a calm head and he can create something from nothing. So hopefully, um, 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 as his fitness sort of develops as well, he could be a real, real uh, strong player in there. Um, what's the next player you want to talk about? Um, we'll go for Matt Lynch next. Matt Lynch, um, yeah, always a favourite of mine. Um, yeah, I actually love Matt Lynch. I think he's, he's he's always for me that player that's again creates something create something out of nothing. Um, and I think he's really coming to his own in recent games. Um, and again, like most of um, you know, our team had a bit of a slow start, and and and, and I think I had kind of dropped a little bit. But Lynch, you know, he's he's actually class and he's on song. He's really great against Haven, and I think we're unlucky not to get a, um, a few assists from him. Or even a goal at um, um, the other night. Yeah, he was brilliant. So yeah, again, excited to see what we can come up with. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go for our new signings. Um, Jack McKnight and Cameron McGlip. Yeah, Jack McKnight, um, exciting player. Um, 
sort of like Matty Lynch in the sense that, you know, he again can create, uh, create quite a lot. Um, I think he's obviously been quite unlucky with his uh, injuries um, 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 as of recent, but I know that he wants to join the club for the away fans. So uh, hopefully, you know, running the season when we can get we can get the away fans back in the terraces and, yeah. and probably show them what what sort of club that we are. Um, and yeah, and, and and yeah again, you know, um, similar to Ryan Burge, you know, has joined the club from uh, serious injuries. So hopefully, you know, his fitness um, can sort of recover and and, and get back to get back to the level that he wants but yeah certainly there's there's potential you can see in him yeah and I think I think that's all oh Ollie McCoy we'll go for Ollie McCoy as well um, I'll be honest I haven't seen as much of him um, we saw him against Brecknell yeah, that was it yeah 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 again um, yeah we'll have to wait and see on that one if he gets a bit more game time um, but you know I'm sure you know, it's a long old season and slight like based on saying the other day you know there'll be a big quick suggestion once all these sort of postponed pictures all come into play the end of the season, so yeah, there'll be yeah, there yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty of opportunity for a wider squad to play, and like and I'm saying we don't have a massive squad anyway, so I'm sure we'll get his chance. Yeah, we we've only got um about nine minutes left on this recording, and or else we're gonna get timed out. So we'll just go quickly on Warren Harris and Max Walsfold. Yeah, um, Max Walsfold again. Like, I had a little chat with him um, um on Wednesday, and I think sadly he's got a bit of an injury. Um, so hopefully we can see him in a couple of weeks afterwards, but. Um, yeah, yeah, that's the same with him, and I thought he was having a good sort of sort of, um, sort of phase in the season as well, starting to create quite a lot. Um, Hodges, I really like Hodges. I think sort of a little bit reminiscent of Dobbo, where you can, you can kind of create um, and, and create some good chances very very quick with his feet, and then and, and yeah, hopefully he can have a um, kick on, have a good sort of a, a mid-season as well. So that'd be good. Um, but then I suppose you want to touch upon striking, don't we? Yeah, so strikers will go with. Ben Harris and Dan Roberts. Yeah, uh, Ben Harris, obviously, probably our most important striker in yeah, terms definitely. of you know um, um, intimidating the opponent. You know, he knows how to get uh, he knows how to get under people's uh, skin, which which is brilliant at, um, at this level because you can unsettle defenders um, and you can sort of uh, you know get results out of out of nothing and seemingly like 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 tough sort of away games. Very very important. Um, I mean I mean look at. Um, with him, uh, talk, he sort of comes to mind where you know Sally he, he got, he got mis- misjudged with a, a gesture that wasn't yeah. a gesture that was seen but um, you know he's a tremendous footballer got loads of energy and yeah he'll be great and um, and then Dan Roberts kind of um, kind of similar but obviously opposite in terms of aggression and a bit more mellow but but he's got he's, you know he's got the pace and he can quickly latch uh, on and be a bit more of a poacher um, and can finish from pretty much um, anywhere as we've seen from him so yeah, yeah he's a very good um yeah, 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 very good player to have about. Yeah, so we'll just quickly we've we've got about seven minutes left, um, or left, or else we're gonna get timed out here on this um, um, Spotify podcast. Um, so, see, we'll go for the players under under performing. Is there any for you? Um, I wouldn't say underperforming because because I think that's quite harsh given the circumstances of the season and and and, and yeah, I think the squad in general. I can't I can't criticise too much. Uh, because you know, again, of what we're going through, and in terms of you know the fixture lists, always chopping and changing. I'm sure that affects training and all that. Um, I, I, you know, I'd say some individual errors from Sam, but you know, again, he, you know, he'll, he'll pick up. You know, he's, 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 he's a tremendous footballer, and, and and again, even Jack, you know, he made a few um, he made a few mistakes. Um, you know, at the start of the season, but like I said, I, I wouldn't argue that you know he could potentially be one of our top performers by the end of the season. Because like I say, they could pick up performances so quickly. So. 
yeah, yeah, I wouldn't say there's any outright underperformance, but I'd certainly say that there was some. Would you say you know, there's any underrated players? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I would say um, Hollis, since he's come in, um, certainly looks to be um, you know, quite an important player going forward and one that we've probably underrated in the past. Uh, Josh Jackman, I mean, he's, he's come on leaps and bounds since, we, uh, um, since he joined us all in years back. He's you know, sort of started off as quite a, quite a bit a part player and now he's crucial to us you know, going forward and, um, um, and at the back as well. So, yeah, really, really, um, um, really, really excited for him. Um, under, under, any other underrated players? Uh, at the minute, I'm, I'm, I might even argue Krill. Um, I think you know he, he obviously came under the radar. Was, was you know, um, all registered. You know, not many fans sort of saw him. Who's that? But I didn't think Who's it was that? very important. What, uh, Aaron Krill. Oh, Aaron Krill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Aaron Krill. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be really important to us in the next few seasons. So, yeah, I would say, I would say those sort of players. Yeah, so as you can say, we've we've got a nice little squad. Obviously, if there's an injury, it main impacts the squad. And I just want to say something about what I saw on the live stream at Chippenham. What I saw was the, we've been lo- we've been on a really really bad um, losing streak. Well, losing. Mm. Well, we haven't had a win in any, ages. And then as soon as Ben Harris comes back to the dressing room. Yeah, we're, we're we're playing like with Barcelona. If, if if I'm honest, that first half, we we were playing well. Mm. Ben Harris comes on. Um, yeah. Ben Harris comes on. I don't know what the score was when Harris Ben Harris came on. I think it was one nil down, was we two two nil down? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was all quite quick, wasn't it? I mean, um, I mean, no reason. To do, but I didn't put him in my under underrated list. Is that because we all know what he can do, can't we? We all know that he's such a yeah. um, a character in that dressing room, and that he can he can come in and make a difference. And, and, and like I said, he gives that extra bite, you know, he'll, he'll leave someone on the odd defender, get a reaction out of people, and he, he presses and, and, and sets the tone for the rest of the you know the team uh, behind him. So, yeah, yeah crucial player for us. Yeah, so that's what I thought. As soon, as soon as Harris is back in the dressing room, I just see a little bit of an impact. Um, but yeah, he, he comes on and scores in that game, and then sadly he gets injured. So, obviously, we're going to talk round this podcast up so I just want to ask you a quick question who <clears throat> do you reckon will be the best player of the season yeah and who okay and who do you reckon where do you reckon the Rebels will finish this season oh that's a great question um, I'll probably answer that okay um, so we start off with I'll start with the last one actually I think we're going to finish being realistic maybe 12th 13th okay. um, I, I, I would say I would say we would we're definitely looking at a strong mid-table finish, I think. Maybe not even strong. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just being realistic. Um, I would say player of the season. I'm hoping... Uh, God, who would I go for? I would say, judging by previous games, maybe maybe Hodges. I know I quite like the look of him. Um, and hopefully, you know, like going forward, we're definitely going to need to create a bit more. So, uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully... Um, and um, obviously Hodges becoming our player of the season I think yeah we definitely need some creativity and goals out of somewhere and, and hopefully can provide that um, but yeah um, so yeah um, I reckon our player of the season if I thought if he was going to be fit I reckon it I reckon it would have been Jack McKnight but yeah I've got to agree with you on Paul Hodges he started amazingly um, mm. and I reckon Slough will get about an 8 or ninth, I predicted them fifth or fourth, okay. I, I think, um, in my predictions. But that was like 
I, I already made them like before the start of the season. I just uploaded them a few weeks into it. Um, yeah. I, but now I'm going to say about eight or ninth, I reckon. I reckon, I think it will be like the situation in our first season will be like maybe three or six points, so like, like around the playoffs, but obviously we won't get it. So I'd like to thank yeah. you, Marco, for coming on the podcast today. No, I'm honoured to be the first on. Yeah, thanks Thanks for having us. Yeah, and we'll be having some very, very big names from YouTubers to professional footballers. And if you want to be involved with the podcast, please email me. It is vlogsslowtown at gmail.com. So thanks to everyone that's watching. Again, if you could hit that subscribe button, hit the like button, it'll be much appreciated. This has been the first episode of Slough's Finest. And Marco, you're definitely Slough's Finest. See you later, guys. Thank you very much.